When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B Boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A Boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Wrapping up hour number two here on Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Mike Sauter. We're brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters, whose mission it is to support one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of youth. Go to MentorOmaha.org to sign up to become a big or to donate money, tickets to events, for matches, anything that you can do to help out Big Brothers Big Sisters. Go to MentorOmaha.org. Joining us now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline is Brian Barnhart. He is the play-by-play voice for Illinois football, also men's basketball, but we're in football season now. Brian, how are you this morning? Hey, good. How are you guys? We are doing well. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, first and foremost, uh, there was <laughs> obviously it's been kind of a weird week for Illinois football. It, it kind of starts off with the fire at the stadium, and then obviously you've got kind of the emotion of the passing uh, of Illini legend Dick Butkus yesterday. I guess just what's the mindset around Champaign right now? Because it, it's kind of been a strange week. Yeah, it has, and the weather has been strange, too, because it went from really hot to uh, it's going to get a little chilly uh, here this weekend, so a lot of things are (laughs) changing. But, yeah, the fire was strange. The the fire turned out to be not as big a deal as, uh, you know, it was originally thought because part of it was it was just in a storage area Mm -hmm. under what they they called a horseshoe, and there was a piece of equipment, uh, groundskeeping equipment or something that caught on fire. The problem was it was like 8 o'clock at night, and it's dark in there, and it's kind of in one of the oldest parts of the stadium, and there's just a lot of storage down there. And sure. The problem was there was so much fire and smoke they couldn't see where it was. So it turned out to not be that dangerous, but it got a lot of attention for sure. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, Dick Butkus. Uh, we've got two statues outside yeah. the uh, Memorial Stadium, one on either side, Red Grange on the west and Dick Butkus on the east, and those are two of the – the two retired numbers and two icons in Illinois history, and we've lost them. Of course, lost the the one here with Dick Butkus uh, yesterday. Do you think the that the players understand the impact Dick Butkus had on just football and and Illinois and the state in general? Obviously, with the Bears, do you do you think the current players have any idea? Well, if they don't, they're made aware of it every day. Yeah, because uh, the statue's right <laughs> outside where they go in every day <laughs> at the Smith Center. Right. So. And if you've seen photos of it, it's an unbelievable statue. So, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, obviously the further away you get from his playing days, mm-hmm. there's less and less people that saw him play. But, but uh, no, the statue's there. It's pretty prominent. Uh, you can't miss it right outside the, the Smith Center. Continuing uh, on with sort of the theme of a strange week, Illinois and Nebraska play tonight on a Friday. Um, how has Illinois kind of responded it coming off of the tough loss to Purdue on a short week to play Nebraska tonight? 
Well, that's been a scramble for sure. Uh, you know, but they had a little practice with this because they played Kansas earlier this year on a Friday yeah. night, and mm-hmm. they had to go on the road for that one. So uh, they've had a little practice at it. Uh, obviously, they had a disappointing game at, at Purdue, as Nebraska did at home against Michigan. So I think both teams are looking to use the, the short week maybe as a motivation. Hey, you know, we don't have to wait an extra day to play it. Let's, let's go out and get a win against, you know, two teams that have identical records uh, they're at different stages with with your new coach at, in nebraska and of course brett bielema this is his third year so you know it should be fun under the lights uh, high school football is a big deal in this state as it is in a lot of places in the small farming communities especially around here so uh it'd be interesting to see what the the crowd number turns out to be and what the level of excitement is but certainly with a with a short week turnaround i think the guys are ready to to get back on the field and, and move past the uh especially the third quarter of the Purdue game. So be, Illinois has a chance to beat Nebraska this before in a Four row. Four years from in a row, right? yeah. That's, that's, like, that's saying something. I guess I know from Nebraska's fans' perspective, that's like no way did they think they'd go into the Big Ten. <laughs> well, I'll go back to Scott Frost's comments. But um, no way did they think that you know that would happen. But it's happened, and it – could be very much so four in a row. What would that mean for Illinois to get a win tonight for the fourth straight year? Well, you know, obviously Nebraska's uh, history speaks for itself. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, it didn't play a lot over the years, right. but when they did, it played 100 years ago and then played a little bit in the 80s a couple of times, I think. And, and then once they've joined the league, and I think anytime you can beat a program like Nebraska, no matter what stage they're in, um, I think it's it's a pretty big deal, and uh, yeah, last year's game was was one of those games. I think that was when Illinois got to seven and one uh, after they beat Nebraska mm-hmm. and were in control of the Big Ten West, and, mm-hmm. and then finished uh, one and three down the stretch, and it cost them the division title. So I know that that is stuck in their craw for sure. But uh, they played really well. But again, they've lost guys to the NFL that played in that game, and you saw one of those guys on Monday Night Football this mm-hmm. week, uh, Witherspoon, returning that. <laughs> yeah interception 97 yards in the game he had so we've missed guys like that uh the offense just hasn't really found any kind of rhythm yet um you know consistently moving the ball and then they've had just too many penalties i mean frankly they had nine again last week at purdue and there's been numerous times this year where they've you know committed 15 10 15 yard penalties on first or second down and or and even on third down of course and extended drives and so uh, the, the telling stat last week at Purdue was I think they were two of fourteen on third down, and Purdue was like eight of eight of twelve. Mm. And so they just uh, they just haven't found their rhythm yet, and they're hoping that tonight they can they can start headed that direction. We're talking with Brian Barnhart, the play-by-play voice for Illinois football. Uh, Brian, I, I've been you know thinking a lot about Illinois football and, and sort of their history. You know, I, I've got a very good friend from Champaign, so he talks to me a lot about it. And he, you know, he, he's been telling me about how they have a very hard time following up successful seasons. Mm-hmm. I know you're honoring Juice Williams tonight. Maybe that's the best example of that 07 team going to the Rose Bowl, having a lot of those guys back and, and not really following that up. Obviously, you have last year where they have a successful season with eight wins. And I know a lot of people were kind of hesitant about kind of putting too many eggs in Illinois' basket this year, not just because there's a lot of change on the roster, but also from that history. I guess, how do you think they've dealt with trying to follow up success this year? Well, you're right. You've got a, your friend's got a good read on it, because I grew up here myself. 
um, just south of here. And so, yeah, that, that's been a little bit of the history of Illinois football. It's been those peaks. Sugar Bowl in, oh, you know, oh, after the 0-1 season, mm-hmm. Rose Bowl, as you mentioned. Uh, they won a couple of bowl games back-to-back late in Ron Zook's tenure. And, and then, uh, you know, you, you compete. You got a shot at the Big Ten West title last year. And then, you know, you have that start this year where you, you struggle to beat Toledo, who's a good team, but you struggle to beat them. And you, and you have to fight off Florida Atlantic. And, and then you get blown out at Kansas that didn't, just didn't play well. And uh, people go, you know, fans, the tendency for football fans here is to, oh, here we go again. You know, we had that great moment, and now we're struggling again. Uh, There's been too much of that, and that's the reason Brett Bielema, we've got the right guy. He's the perfect coach for here. He grew up in the state. Uh, I think people understand that he's a really, really good coach. And so that was one of the things he wanted to bring to Illinois was sustained success. He uses that term a lot. And uh, we'll see if they can fight their way back. I, have a lot, I think people have a lot of confidence in him and his ability to do that. He's shown he can coach and win at a really high level. Uh, but the natural tendency of the fans here, in football especially, is to, well, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, when they sense it's going well, then they, then they get really fired up and they'll <laughs> support this team like crazy. But uh, there has been some disappointment over the years because of those down seasons after you have a Rose Bowl or Sugar Bowl appearance. Brian, what do you think uh, are some keys tonight for Illinois as they try and, as I mentioned earlier, bounce back from that Purdue game? Nebraska kind of in a similar spot, trying to bounce back from a big loss as well. Have uh, I guess what are some of the things you're looking for as early indicators of success for Illinois? Well, they've, they've, been, they've had some injuries in the offensive line, and they've juggled the offensive line around a lot. I know Nebraska's had success running the football, so they've got to be able to stop the run, for one thing. Uh, but they've got to be able to run the ball themselves. They just haven't. And I know Chase Brown was a big part of that last year with 1,600 yards, and they just haven't found yet. They've got a couple of good young backs, Caden Fagan and Aiden Lawfrey, but you know they just haven't had that big, big running attack come to the fore yet. They've got to be able to run the football more effectively. But the offensive line has been the key, and they've got to give Altmaier – a chance. I mean, he's still, I think, fourth or fifth in the Big Ten in passing yards behind some of the big names in the conference, and he's done played pretty well, but too many times, well, I think he was sacked five times, I think, last week. Um, they've got to give him some time to do what he can back there and, and then establish some sort of running game. And, and uh, you know, the defense, uh, you know, has been okay. Um, it, you know, obviously it was going to be hard to duplicate what they did last year with all the guys they lost, but... Uh, the defense needs to be better and not, you know, have some of the penalties they've had on, on key downs. But um, I just want to get back to running the football effectively, you know, have a good night for the offensive line, uh, and uh, just cut down on the mistakes that have really cost them a couple of games. That's Brian Barnhart. He is the play-by-play voice for Illinois football. Brian, we really appreciate your time and uh, stay warm out there tonight. I, I hear there's a frost advisory. I don't know what that means for Nebraska, so we'll, we'll see what that what happens. Well, you guys are used to playing in the cold, too, but uh, it, it's funny. Uh, it was 100 years ago tonight they played, uh, Illinois-Nebraska did, in Champaign at a different stadium before Illinois moved to their current stadium, the Memorial Stadium, and I know the two Memorial Stadiums are roughly the same age, so it's kind of cool 100 years later. It certainly is. Brian, we appreciate it, and uh, have a good call tonight. Thank you, guys. That's Brian Barnhart, the play-by-play voice for Illinois. I was going to say good luck, but I don't actually want him to have good luck. But he can have a good call. 
I, would, I, I hope Brian has a good, good call. Good call. Uh, coming up next, we will kick off hour number three, the final hour of your week here on Herd at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities.